This is the old Trailblazer broadcast. This is Pastor Albert Pendarvis, pastor here at Radio Missions where the gospel goes out on a regular basis. We've been here with you a long time on the Trailblazer broadcast, on other other broadcasts here at the church. We're located in Walker, Louisiana now, after Katrina washed us out of New Orleans several years ago. And uh, we're bringing you a, study, a series of studies on uh, the work of the Holy Spirit and uh, various and sundry things. And we came, in, came down in our last study looking at demonism. Oh, my friend, most folks are very interested in those things. Most of them are not aware of what all is, takes place in the demon world. We're going to try to clarify some of that for you. But first of all, I'd like to ask you to help me with the broadcast just a little. And uh, I promised you we'd have one of our choir songs. Maybe we'll do that tomorrow, Dan. But uh, we, we we just bring you these studies, plain, simple. We don't, not highfalutin or nothing. But uh, we're just bringing you God's Word as it is. I often say God's Word as it is to men as they are. But we're looking at this subject today on demonism. I've often been asked the question, Pastor, do we have demon possession today as we did during Christ's earthly ministry? And the answer is surely yes, and probably more so. Then I've often been asked another question, why is it demon possession manifested today as it would during Christ's earthly ministry? The answer is, Wherever you have old-time, old-fashioned Bible conviction preached under the power of the Holy Spirit, you have manifested demon possession. That's right, my friend. Satan does not want the truth to go out and do anything he wants. You know what Satan has done now through his subtlety? He's transformed our religious world into sweet Jesus. Everything is sweet Jesus. I ask my folks here, oftentimes I'm my radio folk. I said, ask your pastor Sunday. Tell you how. Tell me, pastor, how the Lord tell us. Take Sunday night service and and uh, tell us how the Lord saved you. We don't want to hear that you joined the was baptized when you were seven years old and all those things. No, tell us if the Lord awakened you to your lost condition and brought you down to see yourself as hopeless and helpless in the sight of God and uh, turn to the Lord for salvation. The reason you don't see manifested demon possession under the average preaching today is because there's no spirit-indicted messages. No, my friend, make that statement again, Trailblazer. No, hardly any spirit-indicted messages. Now, I listen. I, I, I monitor radio program, TV program once in a while. And uh, I, I see the, the char- especially the charismatics now have taken over. And then I see some of the old line uh, preaching under the Protestant, some Protestant preacher he called himself. He's so so. You know, he wouldn't say hallelujah if it came to him. No, they're so stiff, my friend. They don't say thank you, Lord. Amen, brother. Amen. I asked my audience the other night, I said, can anybody y'all say amen when I bring you some truth? And then they spoke up and said amen. Let me repeat again that these demon spirits are capable of entering and controlling both man and beast. In Mark 5, 8, Christ commanded the unclean spirit, Come out of the man, thou unclean spirit, which shows that the unclean spirit 
has ob- absolute, absolute possession of this poor, helpless man, and he could only be released by the power, the direct command of the Lord Jesus Christ. This truth is set forth again in Mark 5, 4, 5 11. Now there were nigh unto the mountain a great herd of swine feeding, and all the demons besought him, saying, Send us into the swine, that we may enter into them. And forthwith Jesus gave them leave, give them permission to go into the swine. And the unclean spirit, listen now, get that, unclean, the unclean spirits went out and entered into the swine, or the hogs, and the herd ran violently down a steep place into the sea. There were about 2,000, 2,000 hogs, my friend. Some of our some of our young whippersnappers don't know what swine is. It's hogs. Oh, my friend, old Treblazer was blessed to be raised on the farm and know a few little things in life and had to feed them hogs every morning, every night. And uh, we kept them in a pen and kept them up. In the wintertime, we'd kill them, make bacon and sausage and in smokehouse. We had all that back there on a the little old farm I was raised on. And then we sold some of them, some of the meat my dad did. Now, here's another characteristic of these demon spirits. Listen now. It is that they know that Jesus is the Son of God. They know that. They call him, Thou Son of God. Thou Son of God. And they are finally, listen, and that they are finally to be confined to the place of torment. Here in the 8th chapter of Matthew, as we study this demon-possessed man, who said his name was Legion. And when Jesus had commanded them to come out, they cried, saying, What have we to do with thee, Jesus, thou Son of God? Art thou come to hinder, hinder to, hither to torment us before the time? You hear them asking, the demons asking the Lord a question. My friend, don't, don't, don't foo-foo the power of demons. These demons never call him Lord. They always address him as Jesus. Just like these little storekeepers would go in the store and they say, Have a Jesus day, brother. Have a Jesus day, mister. Have a sweet Jesus day, mister. Oh, that's very common, my friend. Very, very common. And we have a, a generation that's grown up now. We had a, one of our brethren here the other night brought a message on the last generation. He believes, and I concur with him, that we hear, no doubt, this young generation that we have on earth today may be the last generation before the Lord comes. Now, my friend, that won't that that do you good to think about that? It would. It'd do you good to think about it. But let's go on. We saw that they always addressed the Lord as Jesus of Nazareth, or Jesus the Son of God. Or thou holy one of God, but never as Lord. Now, I want you to do this for me. If you listen to radio preachers or television preachers, you listen when they pray. They always pray in the name of Jesus. That's not his name, my friend. His name is Lord Jesus, the Son of God. Oh, my friend, listen. Listen, we've gone astray. We've gone astray on ever, almost everything so-called spiritual, my friend. But listen, 
They always addressed him as Jesus of Nazareth, but never as Lord, because no man can call Jesus Lord except by the Holy Spirit. This is one way that you can detect demon possession or Holy Spirit imitation. That's right, my friend. We had a man here in the bookstore one Saturday afternoon, and we were shopping, a little shopping, and, and the clerk invited him to come back in the back where we was having our prayer meeting, a bunch of men, several men. And he come to join us. We didn't welcome him to come join us. And we always pray and go around the room, give everybody a chance to pray. And when it come this time, this man, oh, listen, I don't know what he, he, he had to be demon-possessed. He took hold of what we call the horns of the altar, I guess. Oh, God, oh, God, this, and oh, God, that, and oh, never, Lord, never, Christ, never, thank you, Lord, never, oh, God, oh, God. Finally, the leader had to quiet him down. Say, sir, we're running out of time. We need, you to, we need you to really hush up. But, my friend, it was so, so, so sad to hear him never mention the Lord Jesus Christ. Our salvation is by a name and name, one name and one name only, and that's by the Lord Jesus Christ, my friend. But listen, the old trailblazer is going to be true to you if it takes a hide off, I tell you oftentimes. But listen, this is one way you can detect demon possession. Now, listen, let me say frankly, positively, these words. Every individual who ever gets saved comes to the learn comes to learn without a shadow of a doubt of the Lordship of Jesus Christ. We often say here that you come to know him as Lord long before you do as Savior. If you never learn him as Lord, I don't care what experience you've had, you're not saved. If you don't recognize our Lord Jesus Christ as Lord God of heaven, Son of God, my friend, uh, I know this present-day theology regarding salvation is come on down. Trust Jesus as your Lord, as your Savior. Trust Jesus as your Savior. You will learn his Lordship for your life later on, they say. But listen, that's perverted theology. Every sinner before he gets saved learns, learns the Lordship of Christ and comes to know that God is on the throne and that he's sovereign. Oh, pastor, you said sovereign. Don't, don't, don't come on here with that sovereignty. Don't come on here with that election of, my friend, this is God's word. Sovereignty, it means the Lord does as he pleases. He doesn't ask your opinion, nor mine. First of all, let me say, he doesn't need you, and he surely doesn't need me, my friend. But listen, when the Philippian jailer fell at the feet of Paul and Silas, and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? Their reply was, in unison, I believe. Listen to what they said. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, not on Jesus, and thou shalt be saved. Lord is his title, which means Jehovah. Oh, my friend. We're running out of time already, but listen. Old Dan and I have been laying up over the weekend. Now we're back on Monday morning, and I would like to hear from you. If you're up there somewhere and you, maybe you're listening or hearing me for the first time, old pal, Pastor Pendarver is here at Radio Mission, sit down and drop me a note or email me. Email me at pastor at radiomission.org and go there and look up our website at radiomission.org. 
You can find our schedule there of all of our broadcasts, and you can see much information about old Trailblazer, about the ministry here, about Pastor Shelton was being their original Trailblazer. And now where we are here in Walker, all of our schedule, we're on the air 24 hours a day, seven days a week with Radio Missions Radio. We have good sound music by our late choir. Then we have music by other other choirs, Good, pretty good sound music. Once in a while they play something I don't like, but that's okay. We can't go to everything. But the Lord knows, my friend, he overrules all those things. But the old trailblazer loves people. I love to hear from you. I used to go around to the mission places when I was a lot younger and spend the night maybe on Saturday night, on Sunday night, and get up and come home on Monday morning, eat a good fine breakfast there. Oh, my friend, they got some folks in the south, especially here in the south, cook them biscuits and gravy and uh, get old Dan some hay or some oats out there in the barn. And then we'd head back home to the home 20. You truckers, you old truckers, you know what I'm talking about, your home 20. Maybe you're up there on I-40 or I-70, I-95, I-55. Oh, I-12, right here in Walker on I-12. You can see my house from the interstate. But my friend, that's, that's grace, isn't it? That's grace. That's right where we used to raise them strawberries, the interstate goes through there now. Oh, I missed those days when I was a kid, my friend. But the old trailblazer going to be back tomorrow with another message from God's Word looking at demonism. I hope you'll not be critical, my friend, of the, of the broadcast. Help me with it. Just tell me you that you love to hear the truth, my friend. And keep an open mind. If you would, remember my mailing address, Pastor or Old Trailblazer, Post Office Box 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785. It's good to have you. Goodbye. God bless you. Pastor Pendarvis thanks listeners who emailed, called, and wrote him recently with encouragement to continue airing this broadcast. If you have not done so, take a moment to let Pastor Pendarvis know you appreciate this ministry. Email pastor at radiomissions.org or call 225-664-8658. That's pastor at radiomissions.org or call 225-664-8658. 